developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. 11 to 1 with Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kingscourt. Visit our showrooms or check out our new website, gilmores.ie, to see the amazing 222 range of Mercedes-Benz cars or our huge selection of used Mercedes-Benz vehicles. Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kingscourt, the best in motoring here for you. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. This is LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. Good morning. Hope you're keeping well. You can get in touch with me. WhatsApp and text lines are open 086 1800 658. Let's start off with Survivor. Tiger, it's an appropriate song to kick off this morning because I want to dedicate it to Abby McNamara. She is 16 years of age and she definitely had the eye of the tiger to keep her going I'd say because this girl has just achieved something pretty incredible so she set off yesterday and swam from Giles's Key to Clotterhead in aid of the uh, RNLI and it's just amazing what she has done so she wanted to um do this. She has had this, you know, goal of doing this swim. She wanted to do tw- 22 kilometres. This was the intention. So she set off actually from Port Oriel at 8am yesterday and spent over eight hours in the water, reached the shore at Clarehead just after 4.30 yesterday afternoon. And she is the first junior swimmer to complete the challenge. And she's doing this all to recognise the great work of Clarehead or an ally in keeping people safe in the sea. And she's a very talented open water swimmer. She was awarded the Irish Long Distance Swimming Association's Junior Swimmer of the Year Award just in April. And uh, I just actually, because I was following the progress on Instagram, uh, on the Clarehead Ornelay Instagram page and there's an image just posted there uh, from yesterday evening saying home is the heroine. She actually swam 27.5k and uh, they say Abby McNamara arrived home to her family and a very warm Clarehead welcome at Port Oriel a magnificent feat of athleticism in anyone's eyes. So swimming from jo- Giles's Key to Port Oriel monitored by Infinity Channel Swimming and it's a personal best for Abby. So not alone did she finish the swim but she continued to raise funds for Clarehead or an ally and she's already topping a massive 2,700 already through her page. So if you want to give a donation to Abby and this amazing swim, if you head over to justgiving.com and if you just basically the best thing to search for is Abby's 21k Port Oriel solo sea swim, you'll get it there or even if you put Abby McNamara Clarehead into Google, it'll come up for you. We also have it on our website as well and, and at lmfm.ie if you want a quick way to get it. 
How amazing and incredible is that at 16 years of age to decide to take on this challenge, first of all, and completely smash it. it. She's just, she really is incredible. If you follow me, by the way, as well on Instagram at Sinead Brazel LMFM, I posted, I reposted um, Claire Head's video that they had of her uh, in the water and uh, the team there with her every single step of the way. Just incredible. Well done, Abby McNamara. And uh, no doubt, a lot more money will be raised through what you've done. Absolutely incredible. I mean, some teenagers <laughs> like me would have lazed around on their summer holidays. <laughs> Abby McNamara has taken to the sea and swimming for, oh my God, so long she spent in the water. But what a little legend she is. So fair play to her. And uh, as I say, you can give that donation, anything at all, justgiving.com. Now, we are going to be talking teenagers and focus on the show today because we had a message from one of you who wants to remain anonymous. And it's, I think, something that maybe a lot of parents are coming up against at the moment. We're going to be talking about the summer job. Now, many of us would have had a summer job when we were teenagers and probably younger because I definitely remember having jobs and things to be doing over the summer before I was 16. But nowadays, you have to wait till you're 16 to get a paid summer job. This particular query is coming in because um, this is the first summer job for this teenager, 16 years of age, uh, working in a cafe, but has decided now after a month that they don't want to do the summer job anymore. So we have called in the expert. Laura Erskine is going to have her say on this, but um, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, We're going to talk about summer jobs today. Do you remember your summer job? Would you have been one of these people who went out picking strawberries at the age of 12 (laughs) for hours on end for probably tuppence at the end of the day? Lots of people had those kind of stories and probably have great memories of it as well. Um, Or did you, you know, were you somebody that um, maybe had to help out on on a farm at home or were you somebody that worked in a, a shop or were you somebody that... I definitely had a summer job in shops I think they were they were great and it's great character building isn't it the old summer job and it's good you know for you to have your own independence and to be earning your own money and a lot of parents as well would have asked you know kids to hand up a couple of bit a few bob for their keep which was only right as well and I know my my daughter has her summer job this year uh, she's really enjoying it and thank God um, and she's kept out of you know she's like because they get bored the summer holidays are too long I know and they just get bored hanging around the place so it's a good idea would love to know your thoughts on summer jobs did you have one yourself when you were younger do you remember it let me know 086-1800-658 and we will be coming to that listener query and uh, dilemma because the child wants to give up the summer job after only a month. What's Laura going to say about this? We will be talking to her a little bit later on in the programme. First, it's back to the music. Here's Adele. Adele rolling in the deep on LMFM's 11 to 1. Just want to remind people, uh, because this is running for another week or so, it's LMFM's Pride Vibes and it is our new online radio station playing the biggest hits and shining a light on Irish life with conversations around the issues that matter. So uh, they count down to the parades and all the celebrations across Ireland and you can stream it on pridevibes.ie or on lmfm.ie as well and uh, it's great. It really is. It's a brilliant um, station that we have running for the next couple of weeks to celebrate Pride. Uh, Pride Vibes as well is supported by Valterol, the joy of movement. So listen now on lmfm.ie. Now a couple of messages coming in about the summer jobs. We'll get to those. I also have music from the weekend and I want to tell you all about our competition in association with the Ardboyne Hotel. That's all coming your way. 11 to 1. 
We're bringing all your favourite festival stars to your... I mentioned at the top of the show that we had a email sent in from a listener that wants to remain anonymous and we're going to be bringing this up with Laura Erskine later on in the show but would love to hear your views on it. So it starts off... Dear Sinead, I know you have a teenager and may understand my situation. My daughter has started a summer job towards the end of June. It's a great job working in a cafe. Initially, she was only getting a few hours, but after a week or two, she's working five days a week, roughly about a seven, six or seven hour shift with the usual breaks. I was horrified when she came to me the other day and uh, after only doing this job for about a month, says she wants to quit. I asked her why, as she seemed to be enjoying it and she's uh, getting her money, obviously, as well. Her reasons where it's taking too much time away from her summer holidays. The reason she got the job was obviously to start earning her own mother money and uh, to teach her independence. She says she feels she's working too much and is too tired. She seems determined to quit, but I feel she'd be letting herself down if she does. And I really uh, don't want to give in to her as I think it would be teaching her that it's okay to quit if you get sick of something. Wondering if you or the parenting expert would have some advice. So Laura Erskine is going to be giving us her advice later on. So I'm wondering what you make of this and look, I don't know. I think, you know, judging from some of the messages coming in here about summer jobs, like, and I know different generations, isn't this, you know, and there's different challenges. I'll read some of the messages coming in from the summer holidays and and the summer jobs. This is coming in from Bernie. Sinead, I had to mind all of my siblings. I was the eldest of six whilst my parents work. No pay. I also had lots of jobs to do around the house as well. I'd imagine so. Yes. And I'd say you didn't dare complain about it either, Bernie. Uh, Somebody else. This is Shane coming in on 086-1800-658. Sinead, I remember picking potatoes uh, or gooseberries hours on end and you were right, pennies at the end of the day. But I loved it. You see, a lot of people did this, didn't they? You know, helped farmers out, seasonal jobs like this. Um, also, this is coming in. Uh, my first summer job was the variety shop in Mosney. Oh, that's bringing us back now. The wages, uh, I reckon, were about the equivalent of about 50 quid now, but I absolutely loved it. And this is the thing. A lot of people worked in Mosney as well and have great memories of that. But I'm just wondering with regards to, you know, when I think of a five day week, OK, uh, so still two days off this this kid is getting roughly a six or seven hour shift. You know, now I know busy cafe, you know, it's pro- probably hectic enough, but the usual breaks. I mean, really, at 16 years of age, personally, I feel this child, this teenager needs to book up now and get on with it. You know what I mean? That's what I'd be saying if it was me. Am I being a little bit harsh here? I don't know. Are kids now, are they prepared for the challenges that life is going to face them? You can't go into a job, uh, you know, after school and if you're working five days a week, six or seven hours and go, oh, listen, I'm, I, I, it's taken too much of my time. I, I, I'm giving it up. I mean, that's not how the real world works. You know what I mean? Now, am I being a bit harsh? Is five days a week, you know, six or seven hours a bit much for a teenager. It's obviously a busy cafe. I don't know the exact name of it or whatever. This person wants to be anonymous. Wondering what do you make of this listener dilemma? She wants to quit the summer job after only about a month or so of, of working there. Five days a week, six or seven hours in the day. She's she's too tired is the, is the reason and she wants to enjoy her summer. 086-1800-658. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this and I'd love to hear if you had summer jobs back uh, when you were a teenager. 086-1800-658. There's the weekend with blinding lights, messages coming in on 086-1800-658. On our listener's dilemma, the 16-year-old 
has a job in a cafe, has been working in the job for about a month, uh, earning obviously decent enough, I'd imagine. Well, there's no mention of, you know, that it's bad money. So earning the money, uh, five days a week, six or seven hours a shift uh, is kind of the norm. Wants to quit because is she's too tired and, and bored and wants to enjoy her summer. So people are uh, coming in on 086-1800-658. Thank you so much. In regards to the summer job, honestly, I think it comes down to that teenagers are expensive and lazy. Ooh. if the five days are too much maybe ask to be put down to four days I know as soon as my teenager reaches 16 she'll have to get a wee job they need to learn the value of money the bank of ma and da can't keep them in money oh I hear you I hear you and let me tell you the bank of ma and da over the summer it's a costly business and like yourself you know as soon as my daughter hit 16 it was like out to your summer job you know definitely and I think it has really been so good for her you know she and she pretty like she's a Wednesday off, but she you know works most of the rest of the time, and a Sunday is completely off. She works a little bit on a Saturday as well, so she does have a lot of days actually uh, that she is working. And now she's earning quite quite a lot, and it's great that you can see that and you can see that independence. But but prior to getting the summer job, I always used to leave jobs around the place at home, put those clothes out now, make sure those clothes great. That's a big one. Uh, empty the dishwasher, that kind of thing, you know. Uh, earn your keep around the place for summer because they can be just hanging around doing nothing. Um, Sinead, if I was that parent, I would tell her, quit if you want, but no pocket money. Might teach her the value of working for something, says Trevor. Uh, yes, Trevor's going the hard line with this. And I think I would have to agree. Look at, you know, quit now if you want, but don't be coming back to me looking for money. I think it's a good idea. Now, Mandy has a different tactic. Sinead, I do think if she wants to quit, she should. She's only 16 after all. She should be able to enjoy herself and the summer. I know there's this kind of thing where you're going, you know, I want them to have fun and enjoy the summer. Absolutely. But at the same time, you can't expect mum and dad to be funding this enjoyment. And then if she does tell her, OK, quit, are you teaching her that it's all right? Like if you get sick of something just to, to give up and it's fine. She can't do that when she leaves school and has to go and find a job. I know that's down the line at 18, 19, whatever it is. Keep them coming in 86 658 There's Brian Kennedy, a better man, lots of messages. I will get to them, I promise you. We're going to take a quick break and we're back with music as well from Marvin Gaye. 11 to 1. It's competition time on the programme. One of Navin's most recognisable buildings, the Cusack Group owned Ardpoint Hotel, has just undergone a big refurbishment with a new lobby and reception area. They also have upgraded luxury rooms and new and exciting menus and food options. So to celebrate this major upgrade all this week, we have lovely prizes to give away here and also on our Facebook pages. So I'm giving you the chance to win. A lovely one night stay for two with breakfast, dinner and a bottle of wine. And we got lots of stories in on this yesterday. It's a really lovely prize. We're going to be a finalist every day and uh, they'll all go into the draw on Friday for that lovely prize that's day over with the dinner and the bottle of wine the whole lot. So we're talking about summer staycations, okay? So we're talking about summer holidays in Ireland. So it could be a summer holiday that you took as a child. Maybe you always went to a caravan, maybe in Clarehead or anywhere around the country and you always remember great times. Or it could just be a really memorable staycation that you've had with your own kids over the years 
or it could be a staycation that you've gone on last week. It doesn't matter if the story is good, bad or indifferent. All I want to do is tell me where did you go? What did you do? Why it was good? And don't forget to put your own details on it as well. And you could be winning that lovely prize at the end of the week. So get your entries in to me. 086-1800-658. Staycation stories. Where did you go? What did you do around Ireland? Why was it good? 086-1800-658. There's Marvin Gaye. I heard it through the grapevine on LMFM's 11 to 1. Keep your entries coming in for our staycation stories for our lovely Ardboyne Hotel prize. Okay, keep them coming in 086-1800-658. We'll go back to those a little bit later on. Now we're back to our topic about the summer job situation. We have a problem. A listener has messaged in her daughter who's 16, first summer job, wants to quit after a month. She's doing five days a week, six or seven hour shifts, um, wants to quit. Okay, this is the dilemma. Uh, John from North Lay, they think this is more of a memory. He's saying, uh, and I'm going to say he's a very mature gentleman. He says he's working since he was 13 years of age. He cycled 10 miles a day to work a 10 hour shift for all for 30 bob. Teenagers don't know how good they have it now. And apparently he's still working. And he's uh, well on in years. Fair play to you, John. Thank you so much for sending that in. This is quite a hefty message. It's coming in from Marina in Kings Court. My goodness. She says, Hi Sinead. My first summer job was when I was 11 years old in a shop in Kings Court called McMahon's. Uh, the su- a second summer job was when I was 12 on Loch Derry Island in County Donegal. So what you did was you got one half day off for the whole summer. Oh my God, which was eight weeks long. And at the end, you got paid your money. So at the end of the eight weeks work, you started at six in the morning and you ended at nine uh, after attending mass and benediction. I worked on the island for two years in a row and my sister worked for three years. It was the hardest job you could ever do, making black tea and toast for the pilgrims and making hundreds of beds, scrubbing uh, baths and concrete floors. At that time as well, there were thousands of pilgrims that used to arrive. Any job after that seemed easy when you were away from home. I progressed from that onto a full summer work in uh, Kalini and tea rooms at 14 and 15 again away for home, from home for the whole summer one day off a week so that was heaven compared to Lockturg but it gave you a great work ethic for life we had great fun in the island with the boatmen having the banter with the pilgrims I wouldn't change anything so any work in the future always seemed easy when you were brought up with a good work ethic as a child and it didn't do me a bit of harm Marina oh my god that sounds that sounds a bit horrific, being sent off to the island to tend to the pilgrims. And no day off, a half day off, and she got paid at the end of it. But I'd say when you got that paycheck, it was all the sweeter. But And being sent away from home as well, that is a rite of passage. It really is. Fair play to you. No wonder you didn't find any other work uh, difficult at all. <laughs> uh, hi, Sinead. My call on the young girl working would have to be something else. She'd have to have something else lined up. Then you can quit the job. No point in being unhappy. Yes, I agree there with that situation. Don't be just giving it up though so you can go off and have fun with your friends, which I kind of think is what's going on here. But thank you so much. That's coming in from Sheila and RD. Thank you. Uh, I tell her if she can get another job, then she can leave. That's kind of on the same uh, vein as well from Caroline and Drogheda. Uh, David says, Sinead, give that child a kick in the backside. Stop any pocket money she was getting she'll soon realise that the job is important I'm working since I was 13 it's great to come home and hand my mam over a few pounds says David I know you're meaning metaphorically kicking in the backside I see what you're saying David it's this idea of you know do we let them get away with this sort of level of laziness then they're never going to want to do stuff you know they're never going to want to do the job um 
Also loads coming in on text here as well. Hi Sinead, I started work at the age of 13 after school in a very busy takeaway slash restaurant. Used to do my homework at the table during my break. Oh my goodness. Full time during the summer, handed all my wages to my mother and I only kept the tips. Did me no harm. Most children today get everything too easy. When they're working for it, they learn to appreciate things more. And I have to agree with you, Wendy. Definitely they appreciate things more. They really do. Because in fairness, I was saying to my daughter that she needs to hand up a little bit as well. Because look at it's all it's going to go back to her anyway you know and again like you Wendy it teaches them things now look I've fallen fallen by the wayside I think she's handed it up once but she she was delighted to hand it up I have to say she really was and um, I've kind of led her away in the last few weeks but I should go back to that again because she's probably earning more than oh she's not going to be used to this level of money I wouldn't say at all but this is what we're talking about keep those coming in to me 086-1800-658 LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows Senator Windows products will help you create a secure comfortable energy efficient home you're proud of call 0818-774455 going back in time to this day in 1923 the Hollywood sign is officially dedicated in the hills above Hollywood and it read Hollywood Land initially before Uh, the last four letters were dropped in renovations in 1949 and today is all dedicated to chips whether you call them french fries chips finger chips or french fried potatoes I don't know if people call it that but anyway chips today uh, they're one of those many foods whose name is the most misleading as the origins of this fat fried food seem to originate in Belgium so there you go enjoy them today french fries or chips whatever you want to call it LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drogheda and Dundalk showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. M's 11 to 1. I'm hearing from the teenagers, which is great on this. This is Holly. Thank you so much, Holly, for reaching out and messaging in. Uh, she says, Hi, I'm 17. Recently quit my part-time summer job after two weeks as I hated it. Felt very anxious and terrified when walking into work. I felt unsafe and got hot water spilled on me. There was no first aid kit so my hand is now scarred I quit the job find myself now with a new one that I love and I'm so much happier I think if she really hates it she should look for another job and quit I know how miserable it is to feel in a job well there's no talk of any of that I get the impression because the mother did or the the parent did say that uh, she seemed to be enjoying the job but just feels kind of bored now. So that's kind of where we're coming from with this. But I hear what you're saying, Holly. Quit, but find another one. I like that. And thank you so much for for reaching out. Uh, We are going to go to news. But after that, parenting expert Laura Erskine weighs in on our summer job dilemma. And we'll be starting a brand new wellness series uh, for these challenging times that we're living in. Aoife Bradley from my studio in Navin joins me. That's all coming your way. 11 to 1 with Gilmore. Mumford and Sons, The Cave, kicking off our second hour. Sinead Brazel here with you till one. This is LMFM. It's 11 to one. And I have a very special prize all this week. Yeah. One of Navin's most recognisable buildings, the Cusack Group-owned Ardboyne Hotel. It has undergone a major refurbishment with a new lobby and reception area. There's upgraded luxury rooms. You know when you go into a hotel and you see the room and you just go jump on the bed that's what I do I jump on the bed straight away and sink into the pillows oh love it Uh, and they have new and exciting menus and food options to celebrate the major upgrade all this week we have some lovely prizes to give away here on LMFM and also through the Facebook pages so do keep an eye on the Facebook pages all this week for your chance to win dinner for two from the new early bird menu that's at the Ardboyne Hotel okay but I'm giving you the chance to win 
An overnight stay for two with breakfast, dinner and a bottle of wine. Lovely. Nice little treat. I think you deserve it. I really do. And we're talking about memories, your staycation memories. So it could be a staycation around Ireland from your childhood that you always did. It could be a staycation from last week. It doesn't matter. I just need to know where you went, how it was good, what what happened, all of that. Amanda and Kells has been on 086-1800-658. This sounds like now an absolutely brilliant uh, staycation situation. She says, I went to school in uh, Ackle Island as a teenager it was brilliant gorgeous scenery and learned to surf let's just say there won't be any Baywatch auditions on the back of it she says great location lovely food friendly people what more could you need Amanda you're like an ad for Fall to Ireland there love it uh, what else do we have here coming in on 086 658 oh this is brilliant. Last year during lockdown, we pulled our 40-year-old trailer tent up to a hill on our farm, left it in situ for four weeks and camped out with the grandsons while their mammy went into Drogheda uh, maternity to have a new baby sister. Memorable staycation for sure. That definitely was a memorable staycation. This is what we're talking about. We're talking about staycations around Ireland. Where did you go? Did you always go to Betty's Town as a child? Maybe you went to Mon- Mosney. Maybe you went somewhere else around the, the country. Uh, or maybe you went somewhere last week and it was fantastic or last year with your own kids get them in to us 086 1800 658 I want to pick another finalist for that lovely prize in the Ardboyne Hotel now we're going to hit some celebrity news now The Buzz on LMFM keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app Hi I'm Louise Sabrina Carpenter's new album Emails I Can't Send drops this Friday. We caught up with her and she told us about some embarrassing emails she used to send. One of my like very young, young relationships, we would email each other back and forth and it was like so dramatic. Like, why are we emailing? Why did I do it? I just was like, I'm a poet. Like, I'm going to write this love email to this boy. And you know what? I give him credit because like he wrote me back in depth. Brendan Gleeson has been nominated for an Emmy Award for the second time. He landed a nomination for his role in State of the Union in the Best Actor in Short Form Comedy or Drama Series. Elsewhere, Succession leads the way with 25 nominations. Squid Game and Stranger Things are among the show's rivals for Best Drama Series. Jax had an emotional exit from the villa on Love Island last night. After a tough few weeks between him and Paige, he makes the decision to leave the villa. Uh, I'm going to be leaving today. No, man. Yeah. stick around and not be himself it's, it's not fair to me and it's definitely not fair to Paige and you know for me and Paige to work I need to be at my best and if that means removing myself from the situation and, and waiting for Paige when she gets out of it that's what I'm going to do yeah so I don't even feel I'll get this upset <laughs> that's The Buzz I'm Louise The Buzz on LMFM keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app oh you see when your man Adam the bombshell from a couple of seasons ago went back into the to the villa he's already causing ructions and now one of them has left in a teary goodbye no more Jack and Paige or will they survive when he comes out of Love Island I know none of you care half of you don't care that are listening I know I went over to the dark side and I kind of got a little bit sucked into Love Island it's it's inevitable it happens you know what I mean every single year I say it I won't be watching it and then I inevitably get lured in by the drama that happens anyway if you're, if you're missing your Love Island fix and goss and all the rest you can find it on lmfm.ie 
There's Michael with Faith on LMFM's 11 to 1 and we are getting now to our main topic for today. We are talking about teenagers, summer holidays, jobs and the fact that uh, one listener reached out to us because her teen has decided she wants to give up her summer job. Laura Erskine, our parenting expert, is going to weigh in on this just after these. 11 to 1 with Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kings Court. Visit our showrooms or check out our new website gilmores.ie to see the amazing 222 range of Mercedes-Benz cars or our huge selection of used Mercedes-Benz vehicles. Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kings Court. The best in motoring here for you. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. If you are just joining us, we're talking about this all morning. It's a listener's dilemma and I'll read the email for you again. It says, Dear Sinead, I know you have a teenager and may understand my situation. My daughter started a summer job in June. It's a great job working in a cafe. Initially, she was only getting a few hours, but after a week or two, she was working five days a week, roughly six or seven hours in the shift with the usual breaks. I was horrified to learn the other day that after only doing this job for about a month, she wants to quit. I asked her why, as she seemed to be enjoying it. Uh, but her reasons were it's taking too much time away from her summer holidays. The reason she got the job is to start earning her own money to teach her independence. She says she feels she's working too much and is too tired. She seems determined to quit. I feel she'd be letting herself down if she does this and I really don't want to give in to her as I think it would be teaching her that it's okay to quit if you get sick of something. Wondering if you or your parenting expert would have some advice. Well, our parenting expert, Laura Erskine, is on the line with us. How are you doing, Laura? Hello, good afternoon. Great to have you back. You, you hear the dilemma there. Uh, you know, this is, I have to say now, if my teenager came in and said she wanted to quit because she was bored at the summer job, I wouldn't be impressed. I'm wondering, what do you make of this now? You know, children today are, are bored easily, more easily than ever. I mean, teenagers and younger children, they have no um, sticking power at anything, whether it comes to, you know, um, reading a book from start to finish, um, whether it comes to sticking with an extra curricular activity or hobby that they've taken up. It seems that any time something gets a little bit hard, uh, they can't push through. Mm. And that's because we've allowed them to to not. to We facilitated them um, in quitting those those things that that do get difficult from time to time but that's not teaching them good life lessons i mean we if we all got stuck at at the first maths problem um, and we didn't push through um then then where would we be you know it it applies to so many other areas of of their life that are going to be difficult um, and challenging and even boring sometimes i mean we all know learning our times tables can be boring but they're an essential part of life and we all need to know them so, you know, this is something where I think that reaching a compromise with your teenager is the best possible course of action. Acknowledging that, you know, obviously they have feelings and they're upset about this. You don't want to send them into a tailspin. Um you know, if they're really not enjoying a job, but finding a compromise where maybe, you know, this teenager started out with reduced hours um, and then they've gradually crept up because we all know it's hard for the hospitality sector at the moment. Yes. Good staff. And, and the so thing is, Laura, she must be good at it if they're, <laughs> if they're telling her she's got more hours. She must be doing exactly. well at the job, you know. 
Exactly. And so, I mean, highlighting that to her is important. But then maybe sort of acknowledging that, you know, if she's 17, there's a good chance she's in between fifth and sixth year. um, And she's going to have a pretty heavy year ahead when she starts back in September. Um, There's going to be a lot of study uh, and not a lot of free time. So it might be worth highlighting that having that extra cash, saving it up now so that she doesn't, because you won't be able to work in sixth year, no. um, is is going to be something that's useful for her to be able to enjoy what little free time she has and to have a bit of money behind her. And if she's really unhappy, then ask her, you know, that maybe she might consider renegotiating with her employer that she works a reduced number of hours. So instead of working five days a week, that she works three days a week or yeah. she works three longer shifts instead of five shorter shifts. And that'll give her a little bit more time with her friends, a little bit more downtime. And, and I'm sure that she does like receiving the paycheck oh, yeah. um, at the end of the week or the month, however she's paid. Um, so wh- when that goes, that's something that she's going to have to forgo. And you have to explain as her parent that you're not going to bridge that gap. And so, you're echoing uh, a lot of sentiments, actually, Laura, that uh, a lot of listeners are saying, you know, if she wants to quit the job, well, then tell her that she has to fund her own fund for the rest of the summer. You're not going to be funding it. And a lot of people kind of saying, you know, that, um, you know, going back to kind of summer jobs that people had, you know, in, in yesteryear, a lot of people saying that they worked a lot younger for a lot longer hours. Now, we know all of that has changed and, you know, you can't work till you're 16 now. But, you know, is it a case then that, you know, the, that like you kind of say that they're not able for these challenges then that life's going to throw at them because it's not like when she's finished school or college that she can turn around to her full-time job and go oh listen I'm a bit bored of this you know what I mean (laughs) exactly and I suppose that's the life lesson here now we must remember that this is probably her her second serious job if at all um, and so she, it does take a little bit of getting used to. Um, and so negotiating with them about sticking with it or finding an alternative job that she thinks she's going to enjoy. I mean, we all remember taking on jobs where you made good friends. Is there a possibility yeah. that she doesn't ha- hasn't made friends with her co-workers? So she's not having the crack while she's on the job, even though the job itself might be boring. Um, uh, and, you know, you think of back to those J1 jobs where you went out um, picking grapes or, yeah. you know, doing those really, you know, hard labour jobs for long hours and being paid very little. I mean, here she's going to be paid a minimum wage. It's all set. She's got legal breaks and and everything is good. So it is worth highlighting the difference between now and then um, and then negotiating with her so that she can find a path through this. Because, uh, you know, pocket money is is for earned time again in helping around the house at home. Um, and so if she's looking to, to get more money from you as a parent then the, the, uh, because she's going to, to reduce her hours or, or quit the job, then she either needs to find another job or she needs to do more at home. And certainly you're not paying minimum wage in the employer capacity. So um, so she'll find that her funds have reduced a whole Dramatically. Whole lot. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And um, what would the repercussions be, Laura, then, if she did just allow her to simply quit then? Uh, and then it's about not being allowed to sit sit around at home and yeah. creating, uh, you know, because if, if that leisure time is for hanging out with friends, that's OK. But if it's for sitting at home, scrolling through Instagram and TikTok, then that's not acceptable. Um, and so it, it's about creating uh, jobs that need to be done at home, whether that's taking care of younger siblings, whether that's taking care of housework, uh, um, whether that's, um, you know, engaging in, in reading um, 
other other activities that, that stimulate her either socially or intellectually um, or contribute to the household would be important and and highlighting that you know it's you know, there are children who, who are, you know, dying to have the opportunity to, to work hard and that it is a credit to her that she got the job in the yeah. first place, that she's obviously doing well, that they want her to do more. And that could she really not, you know, renegotiate with her employer lesser hours if, if it is the social aspect. And, and highlighting that next year is going to be a tough year for yeah. her and that she's not going to have that, that you know, the flexibility to either work or to um, to have a lot of, of, of opportunity to, to earn extra money even at home and um, to enjoy in her in her little le- free time that she has. I mean, sticking at, at stuff is something that resilience um, is something that, that needs to be taught at this time. You know, these are the formative years and the teen years. She's going to be heading out to the big bad world um, when she does her leaving search. She'll be going to college. She'll need to have a job to fund her college lifestyle. Yeah. And, and it's much easier to highlight how, you know, having that work experience on her CV is, is actually going to really help her later on. It's oh, such a good point. I forgot about employee. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That if she's worked in a cafe before, she's much more likely to be employed in other cafes. And then if she looks to travel, that that will stand to her that she has worked elsewhere and, and to get that reference that's important for that summer job. And, and people do look to that. Um, when they're when they're looking to employ, um, you know, unqualified staff again. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, in terms of summer jobs, because I know a lot of teenagers probably do have summer jobs or really trying to get a summer job this year. Firstly, do you think it's important for teens to have a summer job? Absolutely. I think that it's important for all children to, to have a job. I mean, from the, from the <laughs> yeah. time, whether that's a job in the house, I mean, my 10-year-old has the job of emptying the dishwasher. Oh, it's a morning. great job. Yeah. And my 13-year-old has the job of doing the uh, walking the dog twice a day, you know, for mm. a minimum of 30 minutes each. And they are jobs. And, and, and it's about teaching kids responsibility. Um, and then getting a paid job as a bonus. So whether that's walking dogs in your locality when they're under the legal age to be working in an, in a, in an employment facility, um, whether that's washing cars, whether it's doing a little bit of casual babysitting. These are all really important things. And it teaches kids the value of money. Um, yes. You know, my, my children are fortunate enough to, to have uh, very generous grandparents um, who, who gift them um, inordinate amounts of money. Oh, um, I have a couple of them On myself. a regular basis. Yeah, yeah. They have placed no value on that money, therefore. Um, and so it's only when I refuse to buy the things that they want and make them dip into the savings that they realise that, you know, it's not uh, a bottomless pit um, and that if they want to save up and get something that they need to either earn it or, or save those gifts of money and, and teaching children, you know, the value of money through working for it, yeah. whether that's in a formal employment or working at home, doing household chores, um, it's really important and that work ethic is going to stand with them, you know, for the rest of their life and, and you think back to some of those dot-com millionaires, the people who have yeah. really good ideas uh, whether they're science-based or tech-based or whatever it is, a lot of those kids were working from a young age. They mm. started their own little businesses. I have a 10-year-old at the moment who started a, a clay bead-making business in the area. Oh, and I love it. Little entrepreneur made. there, yes. Yes, but, 
back to all of that and it's encouraging that kind of activity from when they're young um, and whether that's, you know, getting getting a job or creating their own little business, um, you know, it's all to be encouraged and it definitely will stand to them as, as they go through life. Uh, and there's lots of knockbacks that they'll experience along the way. But the fact that this 17 year old got, got her CV done, got the job in the local cafe, you know, it's a credit to her. Yes. She just needs to stick with it and find a little bit of compromise about having some free time with, with her friends to relax before the big leaving search year. Absolutely. Laura, I knew inviting you on the show to talk about this would be a good idea. Thank you so, so much for all of that great advice. You're welcome. You're welcome. I had my first job at age 10 doing the paper round. Oh, I love it. And, <laughs> and, and now I run two businesses myself. So, uh, you know, that entrepreneurial nature, it sticks with you. It really does. It really does. Listen, thank you so, so much. And thank you for taking time out because I know you're, you're doing the parenting str- uh, juggle over the summer holidays. So thank you so much for taking time out to chat to us. Oh, you're so welcome. Always a pleasure, Sinead. Thanks a million. Laura Erskine, our parenting expert. Lots of great advice. Let's you need to sit down now with the teenager tonight, have a chat, and like Laura says, praise her for getting the job and for getting the extra hours because, you know, that's she's obviously doing a good job. Negotiate. Negotiate on maybe reducing the hours down a bit. Tell her to approach the manager herself. Certainly don't go into the manager now on her behalf. Tell her to do that herself and approach the manager and see is there a you know a way that they could get the uh, hours reduced down. Really hope that helps and thank you so much. I have another couple of messages coming in on this. I'll take a quick break and we'll get back to them. 11 to 1. More messages on the summer job. Catherine and Navin says, Hi Sinead, when I was 13 I was working a 40 hour week for only 14 old Irish pound a week. I gave my mum £10 of it, still saved to get married on the £4 I had left and I smoked, says Catherine. Catherine, first of all, that was very naughty now at the age, that, at that age. <laughs> but I can see uh, how inflation works just by that message. Thank you so much for that. Uh, somebody else here. This is Nula. Hi Sinead. Uh, when my sister and I were in the little room in school, age seven or eight, we were uh, with our mother, did most of the work on the farm. As my father was working, we made up turf hay and we grew all our own veg and sang stupid songs and laughed through it all. We didn't dare mention the money and we were told because we were being fed and kept. Uh, went back to school with a Spanish tan, but not a penny. It didn't do us any harm, Sinead. I still do all my own turf and gardening. I'm in my mid sixties. I do worry about some of the young people nowadays as they think they are entitled to to laze around all summer and they have to be thought to be responsible and not to quit when the going gets tough. And you know, Laura brought up something interesting and I must bring her back actually for for talking about this again. The idea of the attention span of kids now and particularly young children as well, their attention span is just non-existent. Is that down to kind of this quick fire things that they're watching online, minute long videos, you know, or even sometimes even shorter than that? Is this why their attention span is suffering? And maybe what can we do to, to combat that? That's another topic maybe for another day. But thank you so much for all of those messages. Getting back to the music now, here's Florence and the Machine. LMFM Job Search with thanks to LMFM Online. Check out the latest Northeast news, sport and entertainment on lmfm.ie. Couple of jobs here today. Angela Kearney Dental Care 41 Fair Street, Drogheda requires an experienced part-time dental nurse. Please send your cover letter and CV to info at angelacarney.ie. McDonald Bus Hire requires a bus driver with a full D-Clean uh, D license. Please apply to info at mcdonaldbushire.com. 
Downey Furniture Design requires a cabinet making slash general operative with two years experience. Please email downeyfurnituredesign at gmail.com and don't forget all of the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section on lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search. Now, getting back to this. Yes, it's our lovely prize all this week in association with the Cusack, Cusack Group owned Ardboyne Hotel. It's undergone a big refurbishment, new lobby and reception area, upgraded luxury rooms, new and exciting menus and food options. And we are giving you the chance to win all this week. It's a one night stay for two with breakfast, dinner and a bottle of wine. We're going to pick the overall winner on Friday, but we're on the lookout for a finalist. And we were asking you about your staycation stories. yes. Uh, you know, where did you go in Ireland on holidays? It could be as a child, it could be last week. We wanted to find out all of this. And I want to say a big congratulations to Debbie Murray. You are in Cedarfield, Denor, in Drogheda, and you are a finalist today. Here's her story. I remember mum and dad packing the six of us into the car and whisking us away to Donegal where we stayed in a lovely bungalow by the beach. I went collecting crabs in a jam jar, took them back to the bungalow, as you do as a child. We were told to put them back. I didn't, says Debbie. Instead, I hid them inside my sister's bed. Forgot about them until later that night we were disturbed by loud screams coming from my sister. The jar had opened. The crabs were in her bed. <laughs> to this day, I never admitted it was me who put them there. Debbie, I've just outed you now. If she's listening today, you are snookered altogether. But I love it. Thank you so much for that great holiday story. You are going into the draw for this lovely prize on Friday. Don't worry, we will have another chance for you to win on tomorrow's show. And thank you so much to everybody who entered. Now, I mentioned last week and I'm very excited about this, that we will be starting a new feature for the next few weeks on the show based around wellness. Now, you know that I'm a big advocate for this and uh, more often than not, I'm preaching that other people should be doing it and I don't do it myself. Well, that's changed, let me tell you. We're living in tough times. It's challenging. You know, we're all kind of struggling with the cost of living. We're all still reeling from coming out of a pandemic. They're talking about figures still now again. I know I don't like even going there. So what can we do? What can we do to kind of keep ourselves on the right path? Well, this lovely woman who came into my life this year and I'm just so delighted to know her. She's a personal trainer. She's an all-round advocate for wellness. Uh, Aoife Bradley of my studio, Navin, okay? She's going to join us every week and she's going to share tips that she has in her toolbox as such for keeping yourself well. And this week we're going to focus on journaling, okay? So what is journaling? How does it work? What are the benefits of it? Aoife's going to join us with all of that after these. 11 to 1. Yes, I'm very excited. It is the start of a brand new feature for the next few weeks. We're calling it Wellness Wednesday and it's really in response to kind of the tough times that we're living in at the moment. There's a lot of people that are struggling. They're finding life challenging. So we're going to focus on ensuring you're keeping yourself mentally and physically well. So each week, personal trainer and all-round advocate for wellness, Aoife Bradley of My Studio in Navin is going to share with us her tips for keeping yourself well. Now, this woman is no stranger to tough times herself and at the moment is facing some difficult challenges challenges but she keeps herself on track in many ways and she's going to share some of those with us over the course of the next few weeks. I'm delighted to have Aoife Bradley on the line. How are you doing Aoife? Hello Sinead, how are you? I am good, I'm good. I'm so excited that you are joining us for for Wellness Wednesdays. Now before we kick into kind of our topic for this week, I think it's only right to start off by asking you how you are because you're going through a lot at the moment. There's a lot of personal upheaval for you. Yeah, look, right now, today, I'm feeling good. I can kind of see my ducks. <laughs> They're not, they haven't flown away too far. 
um, I'm probably a lot better than I was in my own head, say April, May, when I heard the news that I was losing my premises of my business that I built up for 11 years. So I went through so many different emotions then. But today I'm feeling good and I'm feeling positive and you just have to keep those days closer to yourself. You really do. And when you're faced with big challenges like this and it's life-changing challenges and you've gone through quite a few of them, one of the tools in your tool bag that you've picked over the year, picked up over the years is journaling. Now, I've heard a lot about this, uh, but firstly, tell me, how were you introduced to journaling? It probably started for me. No, it did start for me back when I was in the hospital in the Rotunda. Um, we discovered that my pregnancy was a very high risk. So there was only a 25% survival rate at the time, this is nearly eight years ago now, of survival of monoamniotic twins. Mm -hmm. So this was, I had to spend my whole pregnancy in the rotunda. So my days were in a four-walled room, you know, and midwives coming in and I was getting traces every four hours. And so this life to me now was the total opposite to what I was living before. And I found myself, you know, worrying so much. My whole pregnancy was based on fear. And I thought to myself, this is what I shouldn't be feeling like this. You know, pregnancy, I shouldn't have this element of fear so much. So I just found myself just, I had a little copy book beside me. I think I asked my mom to bring me in a copy book. And um, I remember just writing down kind of how I was feeling because I had so much built up into me and I knew I could feel it. I used to have an ache in my heart every day of fear. And I thought, this is not going to be good for my babies. So I used to just kind of like what I now call a brain dump. But at the time, I didn't know what I was really doing. But I was just writing down how I was feeling. And I was allowed out for a half an hour every day. And I thought, this is just the best half an hour. I used to go over to this little Polish coffee shop, sit down, have a cup of tea, talk to the owner. She was a lovely woman. And I used to just write this down and how I was grateful. And again, that was practicing gratitude that I didn't really know of at the time. Yes. All of these little things. And, you know, I just found that it just brought so much comfort to me, you know, because I was had to leave my job. I was away from my husband. You know, I'd have one visitor, two visitors probably a day, you know. So I was like, God, I'm going to be doing this now until the babies are born. You know, so it's, it's going a, to be lot a lot of time. Of yeah, it's a lot of time with your own thoughts. And as you yeah. say, this idea of brain dumping. So, you know, you yeah. started this at this point in your life. You did this brain dumping. Now, today, you know, eight years later, do you still brain dump daily? Oh, like, is this like, a daily thing? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I probably didn't practice journaling as much then. But then when Chloe and Ava were born and they were at home and you know yourself being a new mom, you're kind of like, oh my goodness, what am I doing here? You know, and I had that element of fear throughout my pregnancy that was still with me so much when the girls were only really tiny. Uh, they gain in weight. And I just found myself that I was just like really jittery all the time. Yeah. So that's when there was one day, and I'll never forget it, was my sister-in-law wasn't coming to help me that particular day. And I remember I was still in my pyjamas. It was like 12 o'clock in the day. Probably hadn't even brushed my hair or my teeth or done any skincare or anything. And I remember looking at Chloe and Ava so tiny, thinking, 
I need to show up for you girls. The way I'm feeling now, I'm not going to be able to look after you. And I remember running back upstairs and I had bought, I had a notebook I got in pennies. And I remember it was all pink fluffy and there was like glitter on it. And I remember just bringing it down and saying, right, Aoife, you give yourself three micro, small little tasks that you are going to get completed today. I love that. So this is the goal that you're setting yeah. up for yourself, uh, you know, in that moment. Wishes. Yeah. I knew I needed to change. I knew I wasn't feeling like Aoife anymore. And I knew I needed to step up for Chloe and Ava. But I also needed to step up for myself. But by me putting pen to paper, that particular day was me stopping the wishing mm. and for it all to become action. That's so key, isn't it? This uh, this word even, action, you know. So yeah. often we get caught in this spiral of, you know, what I should be doing and what about this and da 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 And there's so much noise going on. So that action of actually going upstairs, I love the fluffy glitter, by the way, yeah. uh, notebook, and taking it down and going, right, three tasks. Seems yeah. very doable, you know what I mean? What three am I going to do? And this is kind of how you can move forward day by day and get things done. And, and this is where the journey comes in. So so what benefits then have you seen, Aoife, in terms of journaling and setting yourselves the, these goals? Showing up for Aoife every single day. Filling my own cup because, you know, I cannot, if you're giving, giving, giving and it's not a cliche, you have to put back into yourself, you know, because I wouldn't have, I was running on coffee Mm. I wasn't eating. How was I supposed to be able to feed these babies, change their nappies, you know, do all the things that just felt like such a chore for me because I was physically and mentally not able to do it. I had absolutely no energy, you know. So now, eight years later, there's always going to be, you know, parts of your life that you're going to have a harder road. But by me just putting pen to paper every day, you know, it's now grown legs. I do a bit more. But if you're listening to this show now and you know you need to make changes, don't overwhelm yourself and don't look at everything you need to change because you're probably not going to do it. Mm. And think of the work that you need to do. Oh, that's just too much work. But if you break it down, even if it's not three, if it's two or if it's one, and by the end of your day, it's the most satisfying thing that when you get the pen out and you tick it. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. And you are the, you're, you're number one cheerleader. You have to show up for yourself. And that's what I keep saying to myself every day. And I know what my why is. Why do I want to do this? Because I don't want to be an irritable mom. Mm. You know, I want to be able to have a calm mind. You know, there was so many points throughout Chloe and Ava's early lives that my, my mind, my head just felt like a washing machine. Yeah. You know, and you, you, you have to you have to make the calmness come back. But if you're driven on so much emotion, it's OK, Sinead, if you're driven on emotion mm. where it's, you know, I feel positive, I feel energized, I feel good. But in an ideal world, that doesn't happen us every day. Yes, with those emotions, your actions will be good. But if you're, if you're feeling fearful, worried, anxious, just lacking your mojo, you know, I always say, where are your ducks? Are your ducks close by? They'll never be in a row, but if they're close by, you know, 
if you're driven on the fear or the worry or the anxiety, nine times out of ten, your actions won't be positive. Yeah. Yeah. And it's about, like you say, just getting the book, getting the pen. It can seem a bit daunting initially, but there's I've Googled this and there's so much when you come up with that comes up when you Google the word journaling, uh, the benefits, the studies that have been done about this, counsellors speaking about it. When you do that brain dump, first of all, that's going to feel good. Secondly, set yourself that one goal or the three or whatever you want each day and tick them off. Aoife, they were started off on such a good good start with this. I I thank you so, so much for those tips today and and we'll be joining you next week with more uh, tips to keep people going through these difficult times. And if anyone wants to reach out to me before you know next Wednesday absolutely you know don't waste you know, where they message you or they message me on Instagram or whatever. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm here to because I know it can be any change, anything that we, we face that's new can be daunting, but it's actually really incredibly rewarding. It really is. Aoife Bradley there. Thank you so much. She's a personal trainer. My studio, Navin, you can get her. You can find her on Instagram. I'll put the link on my own uh, Instagram page. That is our lot on the show for today. Thank you so much for all your contributions, all your messages and texts into us. Have a great day. We'll chat to you tomorrow. 11 to 1 with Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kingscourt. Visit our showrooms or check out our new website, gilmores.ie to see the amazing 222 range of Mercedes-Benz cars or our huge selection of used mercedes Benz vehicles. Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kingscourt. The best in motoring here for you. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram.